You're listening to Electrician Live with your host, Paul Abernathy. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Electrician Live. My name is Paul Abernathy, your host for the podcast. Welcome to the actual show that talks about all things electrically related. So on today's topic is one that's kind of interesting uh, because it was a change in the 2020 National Electrical Code when it comes to cable trays, um, but it caused quite a bit of, it seems to be causing quite a bit of debate, one amongst friends, but also amongst industry peers who I've circulated this issue to. And from the highest levels, they believe that there's an issue here and we need to correct it in the 2023. Uh, and so I want to talk a little bit about it and a little bit about the history of it and, and see what we can all wrap our head around. So what we're talking about is in the National Electrical Code, when you're installing conductors or cables inside of a cable tray, you know, there's always been this, this issue with, can I install individual conductors like THHN, THWN-2, XHHW-2, all that? Can I install that inside of a cable tray? And I, I probably get this question an awful lot. And so we want to kind of dig into it. Now, traditionally, up to this point in history, most all people who've written articles on it or talked about this subject would say, absolutely, you're allowed to install individual conductors inside of a cable tray as long as they have a CT rated marking on it. And that's usually one odd and larger. And they go through the flame test, UL 1685 method one or or whatever the flame test that they can be at one out larger, that they will get this marking and they can go inside of a cable tray. The interesting thing about cable trays is that when you look at the National Electrical Code, it gives you uses permitted. And, and that's a dot 10, and that's pretty common through all other articles in the code. Dot 10 is uses permitted, dot 12 is uses not permitted. Um, you'll notice that 392, and that's the article we're on in case you're following along, dealing with cable trays, will tell you that the cables are permitted in the cable tray are those that are listed okay, in table 392.10a. Now, if you look at this, it tells you AC cables, cable TV, liquid type flexible non-metallic MC cable, MI. We'll talk about MI in a minute. Uh, it, it talks about the service cables type SE and USE, okay, which is 338, which is a cable. Um, it lists all of them down here, but you'll notice that it doesn't list single insulated conductors, which is what THHN is, THWN-2 is, XHHW-2, all those, those are single insulated conductors, and they're covered under Article 310. Well, you'll notice that all of them that's under Table 392.10a are all some type of cable assembly of some sorts, um, and so... You'll notice that they have their own specific article, but what you'll notice in here is that you don't see Article 310 in here, which is single conductors, okay? All right, so kind of laying that down. So going back and looking at 392.10, they added some new language. Now, again, we've always permitted those conductors. Now, the caveat to that was the single conductors can be used in a cable tray if it was an industrial establishment. Now, who determines what an industrial establishment is? That's going to be the AHJ. They're going to have to make that call, right? So they determine it. 
what's considered an industrial establishment, not just a commercial establishment, not a, re uh, a residential. It's got to be industrial. It's got to be producing, manufacturing something, in my belief, in order to be considered industrial. But anyway, we'll let the AHGA determine that. Once it's determined that is an industrial establishment, then and only then will it allow me to use the applications here of what's called a single conductor cable. Now, here's where the confusion comes in. Many people have stated that single conductor cable is the same thing as single insulated conductors because we've allowed THHN, THWN-2, and all that to be installed in these cable trays for years as long as they're one-aught and larger, right? And it's an industrial environment or an industrial establishment. We get it, and nobody kind of questions it. In fact, I've read articles where they simply will say that THHN, THWN, X is permitted inside the cable tray. But up until the 2020 National Electrical Code, I don't see where that is accurate. So what I did was I reached out to the leading nationally recognized testing laboratory individuals and other individuals and different people that have chimed in now. And their response is, for the most part, I am absolutely correct in a sense that there is a such thing as a single conductor cable. And there is a such thing as a single insulated conductor. Now, if we believe that single conductor cables also were inclusive of single insulated conductors, then why did the code making panel have to add this sentence to 392.10 for uses permitted? Here's what it says. It says, single insulated conductors shall be permitted in cable trays only were installed in accordance with 392.10b1, which is the rule for single conductor cables. If you believe they're the same, then why did you even need to add that sentence? Now, let me kind of tell you what I believe. Now, single conductor cables, let me give you a classic example of a single conductor cable. Are you ready? MI cable. Mineral insulated cable is a single conductor cable. It's a single conductor. Uh, MC cable with a single conductor inside of it is a single conductor cable. Um, also, to lead credence to this, again, all of the wiring types that are in 310, which is where THHN is, XHHW-2, and all that stuff, all of that is considered single conductor, insulated conductors. The only thing that's kind of iffy here is a USE-2, which is categorized, it really is a single conductor, a uh, single insulated conductor, but it's also listed, because it's outside of 310, it's a wire type, so it's a single, it's actually a cable as well. So that's how kind of how we, we get to that application, all right? Now, with that said, if you want to go back and look at 310, you're not going to see USE-2 listed in the wet location, dry location, damp, and you're not going to see it there. But you will see in 338, which leads credence to the fact that it's treated as a cable. Although we will usually take it, for example, in Plexit, and it goes into something like a URD is treated as a cable assembly. But I'm just trying to kind of give you the guidance here. Now, I'm not saying this to be problematic in the industry. I'm not saying this to be to have people who staunchly disagree and say, no, 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 Paul. But I have to ask you, do you know the definition of what a single conductor cable is? Because the definition is nowhere in this code. Although we all know what a single insulated conductor is by virtue of the fact is single insulated conductor is what we install in raceways all the time. 
why would you add that to 392.10 if you knew down in 392.10b1 that single conductor cable was the same as a THHN, THWN-2, or an XHHW-2? It is not. It's not. It's different. That's a single insulated conductor. But MI cable, for example, is a single conductor cable. A single conductor inside of a, a, T, a TC cable, for example, where we have the single conductor TC that has an outer jacket of polyolefin, whereas the inside insulated conductor might be PVC or some other thermal set, that has a jacket on it. I would argue that that is a single conductor cable, whereas TC cable in itself can be one or more conductors. Typically, we see them two or more, but that would be a cable as well. So, and, and that is under its cable rules. Okay, so it's kind of, and that's under 336 article. So I think when we start laying that groundwork, you understand that when the code panel changed this in 392.10, they were trying to seek clarity into something that's been done for many years. And that is, look, we're going to let you use single insulated conductors inside of a cable tray, provided they're meeting all the requirements of 392.10b1, and that is one-aught through four-aught, for example, and, and all this kind of stuff, or one-aught larger, or, or all this kind of thing. Um, we're going to let you do this. We're not going to have a problem with it, because it's something that we've always done. Uh, however, there is a distinct difference. And my recommendation for 2023 is going to be to change it where it says single conductor cable, and put single insulated conductors and or or single conductor cables and change the wording here in order to be able to say it. Now, some people say, well, we don't need it now because we have the languages added up in 392.10. And, and that's a good argument. And that might be where the code panel goes. And that's fine because now it's in there. And I believe that we now can use single insulated conductors. But up until this point, I think we allowed it to be used. But I don't know that the code, and if I had to go to court and I had to argue it, I can logically argue that there is a different single conductor cable versus a single insulated conductor. Um, and again, the Canadian code, the CEC, actually defines a cable to talk about it having a jacket on it. So they go one step further that we really don't down here. Now, when I talk to the leading nationally recognized testing laboratory individuals, um, who, you know, we, we will keep them remain unnamed because, again, they don't need to be into this process. They, Their recommendation is that we should put in a code change because, you know, they're just a given an opinion, and I respect that. And, of course, the individuals that I deal with there, I highly respect. Uh, and they see that there's a problem here as well, that we need to clarify it. Now, some people will say, let a sleeping dog lie because now it does allow me to do single insulated conductors. The only problem is not everybody's going to be on the 2020 code. We still got the 2014 out there, 2017 code out there, and it's unclear at this point because there is a difference in my mind between a single conductor cable and a single insulated conductor. Now, with that said, I think most inspectors wouldn't know or they just turn the other cheek and it doesn't really matter. Some people will say, well, then what's the purpose of having an individual conductor rated at one aught and larger to be CT rated if you couldn't put it in a CT. And I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm saying that those are test requirements under UL 83 or UL 44 for those applications. And there is some allowances in here when we actually will make up a cable assembly 
uh, by plexing them and putting you in. I'm not really saying that there's not a disconnect here. I'm just saying I'm okay with THHN, THWN, XHHN. I'm okay with that, and I'm okay that we've allowed it for years in an industrial establishment. I'm okay with it. I'm just a proponent. Let's make the code sound right and not have this issue where it could be argued. Because again, the one larger CT rating is very much tied to a test. Uh, UL 1685 method one is a minimum required test in order to be able to be CT rated. So, and we're not even talking about IEEE 1202, FT4, which is actually UL 1685 method two. It's a more stringent test. Uh, you don't even have to have that to go in a cable tray. You just got to meet the method one. So manufacturers will do that anyway. Um, and I think for years, we have just allowed them to put them in cable trays. And again, I'm not here to say that I think it's wrong. I think it's fine. And I think that the code panel caught up with that. And they actually put this sentence in there to kind of go with a practice that's been going on for many years. But at this point... I think that B1 needs to change uh, if you want to make it consistent. And we really don't need that sentence in 392.10 anymore if you change B1. Although I'm sure the code making panel will look at this and say, nope, we've corrected this now. We are allowing it and you're fine. Okay. And that's fine too. Um, But I will be submitting a public input. So if you're on that code panel, be aware. I'm going to send one in. uh, And I'm really looking forward to your explanation on why you added this to 392.10. Now, I sent out some questionnaires to the members of that code panel, and I did not get a response by them. Um, So, interesting enough, uh, an article that was written on this subject for the Canadian code is by one of the members that sit on that committee, and I emailed them as well, uh, and I copied their article, and I didn't get a response. And that's fine, because I've got enough responses from other people that are in high levels of where I'd highly respect them. And they uh, are are tied to the industries, whether they're tied to the cable tray industry uh, as an expert there, or they're tied to nationally recognized testing laboratories who have given me the responses and they agree that something needs to be changed for clarity unless we leave it like it is and now we've covered it. But my biggest issue was I wanted to know did the code panel agree that single insulated conductors are not the same as single conductor cables. And by adding this sentence in 392.10, I think they agree with me. Um, again, but we should be all straight in 2020. It's you people that are in the 2017, 2014, God forbid you're in the 2011 still, then this could be an issue with you if an inspector comes along and says, you know what, you can't have single insulated conductors inside of that cable tray. I don't care if they're one out larger or not. The fact is they're not single conductor cables that could be a problem for you. We do correct it in 2020. Until then, you're just going to have to hope that the inspectors don't know any better. And, and again, a real well-respected friend of mine says, Paul, don't shake the don't rattle the, the wagon that it's been allowed for years and it's just a terminologies and all. And, I, and I'm not disagreeing. I'm just saying that I know that single conductor cables are different than single insulated conductors. Okay? Uh, and so there might be occasion where a conductor might be able to go both ways, but somebody that was very wise was the one that said to me, or actually relayed to me, Paul, 310 is single conductors. Anything else in chapter three are wire methods and cables. So 
obviously USC-2 is under Article 338. That's a cable. Uh, although we know it and we treat it as a single conductor, uh, it is still also classified as a cable. So you got to walk both those lines. And I think that it would be beneficial if we actually knew what a single conductor cable was and we actually know what a single insulated conductor is because we do know that that's what it is in 310. Of course, you know, back in 310.10, we actually call them insulated conductors. So if there's only one of them, then obviously self-explanatory, that's a single insulated conductor. So we do have some rules back here, but we don't have anything, again, that explains what a single conductor cable is. I explained earlier what I think it is. So anyway, that was today. Again, I'm not here to cause any controversy. I'm just kind of talking about it. I think that we we correct something that we've been doing for years in the 2020. So I'm not totally against how this is written in 2020. Um, but I think it can be confusing because if you look at single conductor cables under 392.10b1, and then you go down and look at the subdivision items A, B, and C, you will see that, for example, item C says single conductors used as equipment granite conductors shall be insulated, cover, or bare. But that's under the single conductor cables application. But then it's talking about single conductors. And it could be insulated, could be covered, could be bare. It just is a little bit confusing, I think, for some people. I think all of us have allowed single insulated conductors to be used in an industrial environment in a cable tray all along. And now that we just clear it up in 2020, but it doesn't state that as clear in 2017, 2014. So that's an example of how we progress through different cycles of the code. And all I was doing was trying to reach out and say, guys, you added this to 392.10. Does that mean you acknowledge the fact that single insulated conductors are not single conductor cables? And that's kind of what I was going after in my efforts to get some insight into it. And then that's when I got responses from people saying, yes, this is confusing because nobody knows what a single conductor cable is unless you understand that it can be an MI cable, for example, is a single conductor cable. Uh, it has an outer sheathing and an inner conductor, um, things like that. Single conductor tray cable has a single conductor inside with an insulation and it usually has a different polymeric jacket on it. It has a jacket. So some kind of definition could be added to explain what a single conductor cable is versus a single insulated conductor. And I think that would be a great addition to Article 100 because we have a term here in 392.10b1 uh, that's not defined. And I don't know, you know what a single conductor cable is. And so when I have people in the industry who will say that a single conductor cable is the same as a single insulated conductor and we know that there's a potential for them to be different, then that tells me there's some confusion there that'd be nice to clarify. Especially if you're applying the rules in 392, you need to know what's a single conductor cable versus a single insulated conductor, that type of thing. Because in an industrial establishment, you're allowed to run single conductor cables. And now you're allowed to run single insulated conductors. But prior to that, there's a little bit of confusion. All right, hopefully you got something out of that podcast. I wanted to keep it short, 20 minutes. Uh, be sure to listen to us at our next Electrician Live broadcast. We have special guests that are going to be on there. So um, we're excited about that. And uh, visit us at uh, our YouTube channel, our youtube.com forward slash master the NEC. Go to electricianlive.com for all of our podcast live streams. Uh, as well as if you need to learn about electrical code or you want to take an exam or questions or 
want to get a course, then go to our masterthenec.com. That's where you can get all that information. Until next time, folks, stay safe. God bless. You're listening to Electrician Live with your host, Paul 